0: Hi everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of Gayology. My name is Luke, and I'm 23 years old and a raging homosexual. My pronouns are he and him.
1: My name is Ash, I am 21 turning 22. I am pansexual, and my pronouns are she, her.
2: And my name is Jay, I am 23, I am gay, and my pronouns are he, him.
0: Today's episode, we're going to be talking about growing up and being queer. And what that meant to us. And we all sitting at this table now, we have experienced different things that have been positive and have been negative. So today we're gonna unpack all of that. So we just wanna dive right in and get started. So I wanna ask the both of you right now, when was the first time that you realized that you were different? There was something. That threw you off and you realized you were different from everybody else.
1: Well, like most girls that were, you know, 11 and 12 in 2011, 2012, I was deeply obsessed with the Jonas Brothers. Yes. And at the same time, though, I was in love with Britney Spears. And I was very confused because I was like, I find both of these people, like, extremely attractive. And it was more of like a, oh, like, you know, when you find someone attractive on the street, like, oh, they're good looking. It was like a, oh. Like, oh, I'm, I wouldn't fuck you at 12 years old. I wouldn't say that, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have probably, honestly. But, I mean,
1: yes, I mean, end game, yes. So that was more so my experience, but at the same time, I really didn't care about their gender. I just was like, I find you attractive
0: because of their personalities,
1: yeah, and the media. And how well, I would I would say their media personas because I, I don't know them personally, obviously, right? But I just found their look attractive. And their personality attractive.
0: Yeah, how they,
1: they carried themselves. Right, and their gender didn't play a part in my attraction to them. And that's when I realized, oh, this is different.
2: Yeah. I feel like that from an early age, everyone could see that I was different, but I could not put together why I was different. And when I finally did, it was probably around puberty. And at that point, whenever I did come out of the closet, even my mother had expected it at that point. But I I feel like it was definitely around puberty whenever I was experimenting with different things. Yeah. So, for me, I honestly, like,
0: I realized, like, okay, I could be gay was when I was putting a towel on my head and performing entire Hannah Montana soundtrack on my bed and acting like I was performing to... 30,000 people as Hannah Montana. And I realized, I was like, okay, boys don't do this. Boys don't play these kinds of games that I'm playing. So I knew at that point there was something going on. But growing up in a religious household, I, I mean, like, my mother, she was always so open. But as far as, like, when I would go to my father's and my stepmother's, it was a very religious household. So I was so afraid to... Be myself and be who I was
2: because I knew it was different from the status quo, if you will. My family wasn't religious, but I just feel like they always carried that negative stigma about a queer son or even a queer child in general. Oh, yeah. But for my stepfather especially, I feel like it was very hard for him to take that I was gay. Even though I did not know that, he did. A lot of people did.
1: Right. I mean, what are your guys' coming out stories? And how did your loved ones react to that? Because everyone has a story.
0: Oh, I will never forget the first time that I came out. My mother was getting married. Yes. Oh, yes. My mother was getting married. And it was their honeymoon. And I went to go stay with my Aunt Megan. And my Aunt Megan gave me a couple of, like, shots of watered-down vodka. So, there wasn't, like, straight shots of vodka. It was watered-down vodka. And so, I started slamming these shots back. And I... Bless you. Oh, yeah. I I looked at my Aunt Megan and I said, you know, I, I sucked a dick before. And she was like un- she said unpack Just straight out? Yes. Oh, I felt comfortable. I felt like that that's something that I could talk about.
1: But her be a truth seer. Oh
0: yeah. And especially who my Aunt Megan was. My Aunt Megan is a amazing ally and activist. And she's even a part of the queer community. She's a she lives in Louisville. She's a bio queen. I mean, absolutely phenomenal performer. Um, but I, I felt comfortable coming out to her. So I, I just basically told her, I was like, I suck the dick
1: right
0: he 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 I did and so he and then she said if you feel comfortable with this she said and you feel like this is who you are she said and you feel like that you are gay she said you need to let your mommy and your daddy know so I called my mom on the phone I said mom honey let me tell you
1: goodness just like that I bet it was just like that honey I, let me tell l- you honey
0: let me tell you I said did and my mom oh literally, my because my, I, I I had been drinking vodka at this point Oof. So my mom was like, I know. She was like, I know you don't have to, we don't have to have this conversation. She said, because I know that you're gay. She said, I've known it for a very long time that you're gay. And then told my dad that I was gay. Oh, you would have thought that I murdered someone. I mean, you would have thought that, I, I immediately outcast of the family.
2: Immediately done. Immediately done. My family, whenever I first came out, I came out to my aunt and her girlfriend. Oh, so your aunt is a lesbian? Yes. Oh, how wonderful. That's how wonderful great. to but, have that. that. She wasn't always around, but I used to go and stay the summers with her, and I remember not even being brave enough to say it. I typed it out on my phone and gave no. it to her.
1: You couldn't even say it? I
2: couldn't even say it. And what did she, like, when you handed her the phone, what did she say? Say, like, what was her reaction? We all burst into tears, and they told me that they knew. Really? Yes. It it was crazy. And then whenever I came out to my parents, I waited for vacation. We were at the beach.
1: They couldn't be mad on vacation. They
2: couldn't be mad on vacation. That's what yeah. I thought anyway. And they were not. My stepmother and my father took it really well. Um, and it's good to have they, supportive parents. You it know, is. It's, it's great to have supportive parents. Because there's
0: a lot of queer kids out here today who are kicked out of their homes and left out on the street just because of who they love. And if that don't send chills down your spine, I
2: don't know what will. My parents told me it was my life to live and my life to choose, not theirs. And they took that much better than I had imagined at the time because I was thinking worst case scenario.
0: And, you know, I'll, I'll add this to my coming out story. Me and my dad, we talked the other day and he said to me, he said, I, I grew up in a different generation of people. And he said, and so this was not something that was prominent in this area of ablation. It's not. This was something that was not prominent. And he said, I grew up in a different generation. So when you did decide to come out and, and you told me, he said, I didn't know how to react because I had never experienced anything like this before. And so how can you judge somebody on their reaction to a situation when they have never been in that situation. And they're reacting the best way that they know how to react.
1: And they don't really have enough experience to be opinionated.
0: Exactly. And so, like, we unpacked everything during that phone call. And, and so, that was something that I needed. Because for the longest time, I felt like that my dad... Did not want me, did not love me, wanted nothing to do with me because of my sexuality. Not because of what was going on in the family, but just for the sole fact because that's how I felt. I felt it was all to do about my sexuality. And he didn't mean to play that role, you know, and to play the bad guy and all of that. But that's that's how it was translated
2: to me, especially being a child. What is your coming out story, Ash?
1: So... I never officially came out. Oh. Ever. I just kind of started to date women, and I'd be like, "Well, this is my girlfriend," and my family would be like, "It's your what?" <laughs> That's
0: what I was gonna say. So please tell me, like, like, did you bring it from Thanksgiving or Christmas, like?
1: Just, how? like, home. I'd be, like... like I'd bring them... Like, they'd come over to my house to hang out, and I'd be, like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And they'd be, like, oh, your friend? No, my girlfriend.
0: Like, my, my partner.
1: Right. Like, my significant other. <laughs> and the reaction was mixed. Um, because I did, at one point, try to tell my mom, and she just wasn't sure on how to handle it, because she thought I was too young to know what that meant.
0: Oh. Uh, the negative stigma of being too young.
1: Right. And... Now, of course, my mom is a huge supporter. My dad wasn't very opinionated. The only thing my dad did say was, well, I like women too. So I kind of see why, I see the appeal.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, fair enough.
0: (laughs) I mean, to each their own. Right.
1: Fair enough. There were some very negative reactions from other parts of my family. But other than that, I feel like everyone was pretty chill with it. I never officially, you know, said... I'm pansexual yeah. or whatnot because I date men and women and my family does find that confusing. It hasn't clicked to them yet.
0: Yeah.
1: um, They just believe that it might be a phase. Oh, no. Because I do vary between gender and different people, gender, like, different gender identities. So, I guess my family finds it kind of confusing when in reality I'm very comfortable with who I am. Like, I know who I am. Right. I know my sexuality. So... I feel like as long as I know who I am, they don't have to understand it. And I feel like I didn't have to come out because I am fine with myself. I'm comfortable with myself. I feel like coming out for a lot of people is very important. Like it's a stepping stone in accepting yourself. But for me, I just never felt the need to because I was like, well, I'm comfortable with me. I know who I am. And if people don't understand that then I don't need them in my life. Absolutely.
0: And I I read this post on Facebook once, and it said, when I have children, I don't expect them to come out to me. Right. I expect when we're having Thanksgiving or Christmas, they bring their partner over and they introduce their partner.
1: That's what I did.
0: And that's what I wish what I could have done. I could have just showed up at my house with my partner and with my mother, of course, I could have. But, like, with my other family's Thanksgivings and Christmases and holiday dinners and things like that, I couldn't just randomly show up with my partner.
1: Well, I feel like here it's a little different too. Because Because where did you grow up? I grew up. We've never
2: even addressed that.
1: Right. I am not from here. I grew up around Metro Detroit in Michigan. And I'm from like, it's a little town in Taylor. If you're from Taylor, you know it's Taylor Tucky. It has a reputation. (laughs) So, downriver in Michigan, that's kind of where I'm from. That's where I grew up. So, I feel like there, it's more accepted than it is here for sure. Like, you know, you go to Detroit and there's iconic gay bars like GGS.
0: I think around here, to get to a gay bar, it's like an hour away. Or at least. At least There was an hour one away. at
1: least like 15 to 20 minutes from where I was from.
0: And see, around here, that's unheard of.
1: And that's why I feel like I didn't need to come out because of where I was from as well. I feel like that played a part into it. Because yeah. it's more widely accepted from, you know, where I'm from instead of here.
2: Right. So, when you did finally come out, Luke, who was the most supportive person in your life? So, I came out my my sophomore year of high school. I waited
0: until i I waited until my sophomore year of high school. so whenever I first came out, obviously, like I told you, the first person I told was my aunt Megan and my sister, and then proceeded to tell my mom. So I did have that close net of family surrounding me telling me like hey you're okay you know like you're fine just the way that you are like we love you so definitely my mom my sister and my aunt were the three most influential people right um but I also had peers outside of my family who were so supportive I had my best friend Sierra she was so supportive of who I was and never jumped to judge me being gay and so like I had a plethora of people on my side right and so I, I I mean I was not to say privileged but I I did have people on my team who would have not let anything happen to me
2: and what about you Ash even though you said you didn't come out who was somebody that was very supportive when you did bring a girl home to that dinner
1: so I my mom was supportive when she finally kind of understood things better and right. realized, you know, this is who I am. And my aunt, Carol, who was 72 years old. Uh, iconic woman. Super we, open-minded. We stan her. She's a queen. Yeah.
0: Will she bring Aunt Carol on the show one day? How fabulous would that be? Phone
1: interview with Carol coming soon. Yes! Yeah. So, <laughs> she is phenomenal. She's hilarious. And she's... My best friend, essentially. So, even before I really said much about it, she was on board. She was like, okay, well, you're you, and I love you. So, I don't really care about who you're dating, who you're attracted to. As long as you're happy, that's all that matters, because I love you. Yeah. And that's all there was about it. And it's phenomenal. My grandma was also really supportive. My dad's mother. She passed away when I was 16. Oh, my gosh. But she was so supportive of anything that I had to say or do and I feel like you know having people like that that just love you and they'll accept you no matter what because it's you it's very important to have and even if it's not a family member because you know someone doesn't have to be blood to be family
0: oh absolutely and RuPaul says if anybody's ever watched RuPaul's Drag Race RuPaul's most infamous quote is the the glory of being queer is that we get to choose our own family. Right. And we get to choose a family around us that
2: supports us. Absolutely. We build our own family. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that's the beauty of it because obviously I have both of you guys and you guys are my family.
0: Don't make a bitch cry.
1: So I have, you know, you guys as my family and then I have my actual family that's very supportive and open. Um, Of course, some more than others, but there's nothing much I can really do about that. And Yeah. That's Even if people famous. aren't supportive, you don't have to have your family support you. As long as you're comfortable and happy with who you are, and you know that's who you are, then that's all that matters at the end of the day. Because you're the only person that can truly make yourself happy.
0: Absolutely, oh, oh God, God. How beautiful. So, Jay, if you don't mind me asking, who was your
2: biggest support system? Who was the person who you could depend on? So, growing up, like I mentioned... Whenever I did initially come out, it was my, I came out to my aunt and her girlfriend. And I feel like growing up, that was really the only representation I had of a quote unquote colorful community. But I feel like they were there for me through the hardest part, finding myself and discovering who I was. Because whenever, like I said, whenever I first started experimenting, It took me a while to realize I was against myself and I struggled with depression because of who I was and the environment I grew up in. Yeah. And that was a colorful community to be with my aunt and her girlfriend that widely accepted me no matter who I was. Whatever you told them, they were always there for you. And they were not telling anybody because they had been in the same boat not that long ago. I
0: will say, I cannot stand when other people out other people. That's horrible. That is the worst crime I feel like you can commit because that is their story to tell. That is when they're ready to come out. That is when they're ready to come out. So, I, I cannot stand... When I see people outing other people.
2: It's not right. It's no. unethical.
0: No. So, I, I mean, we've all, as queer people, have we've all faced hardships. Especially being a part of this community. So, I, I do want to ask you, Jay. What is some hardships
2: that you faced
0: being queer?
2: I feel like early on, depression really laid on me. Oh, yeah. Because I, like I had just mentioned, I was coming to terms with myself and what I was and being raised in the Bible Belt. I did not think that I was right. And it really laid on my heart and my body. And to have come out of the closet and to let everybody know who I was was overcoming one of the biggest hardships in my life that I have faced to this day. It was me recreating and rewriting my own story
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. What about you, Ash? What What is something, what are some hardships that you face? faced?
1: So as Jay was saying, it was kind of more so of a battle against myself because I wasn't quite sure how to understand my sexuality at first. And I always doubted myself and I dealt with a lot of bullying because I wasn't straight enough or I wasn't gay enough or, you know, I was caught in this middle ground but not quite bisexual. So I always felt like I had to try to be something that I wasn't and I never found a term that quite fit me. Yeah. I always felt like I was being pressured into being one or the other when I didn't want to be either. And I felt like I just wasn't good enough. And I tried to exclusively date men for a while. And then I tried to exclusively date women. And I just, I had to be comfortable with knowing that no matter what someone's gender is, I'm attracted to them. And that took a long time for me to understand and kind of process myself to get to the point where I'm like, okay, well, this is who I am. This is what I like. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Because, like I said, I felt like I had never been gay enough, I guess. And there's always a stigma behind, I know bisexuals face it as well, where it's like, oh, well, you like men, so you're not queer. Or you like women, but you also like men. Like, I know a lot of lesbians that won't date bisexuals, which is fine. It's a preference. I could understand, possibly, someone's preference. But there's a stigma behind it. Oh, yes. And I feel like I oh, face yes. the same kind of thing because I do date not based on gender, but on attraction and Like personality, and it took me a long time to be like, well, I don't really care what anyone thinks about it.
0: And see, I feel like at the same time that there is people out there who like the same thing that you like, and to see people cause hate, and I will say, I've experienced so much hate outside of the gay community, but I've also experienced hate inside of the queer
2: community. Yeah, like inside of our community,
1: like stigma towards each other. Yes. And I don't quite understand why.
2: I don't either. A lot of body expectations. And body shaming. Yes. And when it boils down to it, body shaming. And it's crazy to
0: me because we all, as a community, have experienced so much trauma outside of our community. So, right. to be open and honest with someone and they like retaliate hate to you, it blows my mind.
1: Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. I just feel like you know, we are a community so we should come together and be there for each other while rather than have like a stigma or judge or discriminate on different sexualities because at the end of the day, we're all valid.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Every individual is unique. Why should every individual need a title?
1: Why should you have to fit a standard? Exactly.
2: Absolutely. Why Why should You have to fit a standard. Absolutely. So, for me, the
0: hardships that I faced while growing up queer, I had a grade school English teacher and she said, we're going to host a talent show. And she said, I want you to be in it because you have a beautiful singing voice. Like, I want you to be in it.
1: You do. I can attest to that.
0: And so... I, I told her, I said, yes, absolutely. So, I obviously thought of the most, like, controversial song that I could sing. And it was Born This Way by Lady Gaga.
1: Yes. Iconic. And so,
0: I, at, in the age of seventh grade, composed this whole performance. And I'm not talking about, like, VMA performance. I'm talking about, I composed a Super Bowl performance. That level of performance. I the had, drama of it all. Oh yeah. I had backup dancers. We had them decked out in makeup and costumes and the, the basketball coach and the gym teacher come up to me and set me down at a cafeteria table, me in the seventh grade and said, Are you sure that you want to do this? Are you sure that you want to proceed this performance? She said, Because there's going to be a lot of people looking at you. A lot of parents looking at you. And what this song means, I don't feel like meets up to our school standard.
1: No, that's discrimination. Oh, oh yeah.
0: But me being in seventh grade, I didn't know that. You went on with it, didn't you? I, oh Oh, you best believe. There was videos of it. There was videos of it. I Talk was,
1: of the town.
0: Oh, absolutely. So then I was I, w- I was scrolling through my Facebook message the other day. And my English teacher, who was the director of the talent show, I was going to message her because she owns a small business now of creating, like, woodworking objects. And I was going to message her and ask her if she could make a Christmas present for me for one of my employers. So I was scrolling through our old Facebook messages and actually found where she said... I love the concept of what you're doing, she said, but I think that the background dancers and everything that you have told me that you're going to do during the talent show is too much. She said, I think it's too much to handle. She said, so I think that we should not do that. And I mean, this, the
2: background dancers. Oh yeah. And so it's a talent show. Oh, yeah. That's the I whole was point. I planning to win. You were in right. seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. In for the crown, so to
0: speak. Right. Absolutely. And this talent show caused so much controversy within the school that I was going to, as well as my family. My stepmother's mom looked at me and said, do you want to be a freak or do you want to be a Jesus freak?
1: I'd rather be a freak than a Jesus freak any day of the week.
0: Same. Why would you say that to a child, first of all?
1: Why would you say that to a child? That's evil.
0: I mean, I, I, I it blows my mind.
1: Okay, so going off of like you said during the talent show, you were just a kid. What is something that if you could turn back time and talk to your younger self, what would you say?
2: If I could
1: turn
0: back time, if I could find another a gay way. icon,
1: share. Okay, continue. Okay, Very appropriate.
0: So, so if I could, I don't want to get emotional, but if I could turn back time and talk to my younger self, All of the hardships that I face being younger and being queer, if I could just sit down with my my younger self and say, you're okay, you're okay, ignore what all these people around you are saying to you, and live your life for you, because when you get out of high school, get out of this toxic area, you're going to realize that none of those people matter. So don't let them affect your life right now. And and I've been on the verge of not knowing if I want to continue my life. And I kept telling myself, one more time. Try it one more time. Because this time, you can really do something different. Live your life unapologetically.
2: Absolutely. I feel like that growing up, I always needed positive reinforcement in my growing up. And in my childhood. And I wasn't given that. But looking back, I would tell myself that I don't need that. You be you and you look good doing it. Absolutely. I, I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me personally, for my younger self, I would smack her first off. <laughs> she was dumb.
2: She was so stupid. Girl, we could smack would, all three would, of us. Oh, yeah. All I, three of us I deserve a good smack hell
1: out of younger me. When
2: I shave my head... Bitch,
0: smack. Oh, bitch, you pulled
1: a Britney. (laughs) I pulled a Britney. I pulled a Britney. I would go back in time, slap myself first off because you're dumb. And then I would just tell her, you're allowed to feel how you feel. Oh, my That is allowed. That is valid. You are valid. You are loved. You are cared about. And even if you don't feel like that right now, you will meet some amazing people in your life that will show you every single day that you are valid, you are worth it, and you are everything that you were supposed to be. And it's not all awful. And let me ask you
0: this. Was there anybody in your life? Yes, I'm emotional. I mean, that, that's beautiful. If I would have had a platform uh, of somebody telling me something like that when
2: I was growing up.
0: I, I I don't know what
2: I would have done with that information. That's what we're here for, though. I, we're yes. here to be the voice.
1: We are your official older brothers and sister in the yes. gay community. We yes. are your queer siblings. Yes. <laughs>
0: so, for you to say that, it's amazing. It's
2: so, amazing. going into that, though, what would we say to someone who is struggling with their sexuality?
1: So, me personally, I would just tell them that It's okay to explore, first off. It's okay to decide, like, I like this, I don't like this. You know, it's okay to be unsure about it. You don't have to be absolutely positive from the jump. I know some people are, and that's perfectly fine, and that's valid. But some people, I know it takes time to understand who you are. Because sexuality, I feel like in some ways, can be very fluid. And you don't always understand it, and that's fine. You don't have to understand it. You just have to know within yourself, like, okay, this is who I am. And you have to grasp that concept and really kind of get there to get anywhere.
0: Yeah. And and for me, if I met someone, and I have before met someone who was struggling with their their sexuality. I
1: mean, we all have, I feel like, at some point or another. Yeah. We
2: probably all slept with someone who was struggling or
1: Oh, I know oh, I Been have. Been there, done that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Know, I know I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so, I, I would say to them, stop taking all of this negative stigma that is surrounding being queer. Nobody is going to live your life but you. You are the person who
2: has to live the consequences of your life. Exactly. I let me drag me down for so long. Yes. Why should I let it drag me down for any more?
1: That's, I feel the exact same way, yeah.
2: I, and I don't want
0: to say to someone, you have to come out. You have to tell no. people. No, no one isn't
1: like they're not entitled to know your sexuality. No, if you don't want to disclose not. it, you don't have to. No,
0: and but I want people to know that I've spent so many times laying in my bed, crying my eyes out, praying
2: to quote unquote God, please change me, please make me different, yes. please. And I, I like don't want to be that, this. Way. That's something that we do struggle with here in the Bible Belt. I yes. feel like maybe the we have such a high suicide rate because we don't know how to process our feelings because the Christian community, they want us to withhold our feelings.
0: The thing of it is...
2: They're not as
1: open-minded to it. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And so I I do want to share with everyone that there is outlets for people out there. There is platforms out there. And one of those being is the Trevor Project. And if you don't know what the Trevor Project is... It's a hotline for LGBTQ plus members who can reach out and talk to these these counselors who are there for you and can support you through that. So you can reach them at 212-695-8650. So if you've ever experienced things like this, Then, or you've experienced things that where you don't feel valid or you don't feel like just because of your sexuality that you're not welcomed here, reach out to the Trevor Project because they're there. Um, So, I I do want to ask this, you know, just popping off at the top of
2: my head. What is a misconception about the queer community? I feel like there's so many misconceptions and stigmas around the queer community. It's not even funny anymore.
1: Yeah, that you have to be a certain way to be gay. There's no right or wrong way to be gay.
2: And so
0: many stereotypes about being gay. So many. Like, do you know how many categories there are for being a gay man? There's twinks, otters... Bears. Why do we have to fit in Why do we even have a classification system of how gay you are? I feel like that's what the queer community is trying to do. We're trying to break that classification and labeling.
1: Personally... I feel like labels can hurt things, and you don't always have to put a label on literally everything. Like, we are not soup cans. We don't need labels. Like,
0: yes, You know,
1: we can be our own individual person without having to be like, oh, well, I'm X, Y, and Z. I,
0: I feel like that one misconception that I have seen with the queer community is that people associate religion with our community. And I don't feel like that's our biggest concern. And I grew up in church. I grew up in a religious and I and, I. and so I did not. <laughs> and so that being said, like, I feel like the first thing that somebody has to say about being queer is it's against the Bible. You're going to burn in hell. And I don't feel like that's right. I don't feel like you should make someone so scared and
2: torment them and make them so
0: terrified
2: of being who they are. Not at all. And it, there's no reason for it. Better yet. It is an ancient text, and I do not mean to offend anybody in saying this, but the Bible is an ancient text, and that I feel that through translation has been lost. Its It's meaning has been lost in context. Yeah.
1: So, speaking of like the gay community, do you feel like the queer community has enough equal representation in the media?
2: I feel like the queer community, as colorful as it is, the representation in everyday media has gotten better, but it is not the best.
1: It's not where it could be.
2: No, not at all. Not where it should be, if we could say. especially
0: for viewers in the South, like in my area, like of this small town. Right. You know, there is not that many. We have one radio host in this area. And obviously, there is no representation of the queer community in that. And so, but now, if we're talking about mainstream media, like yeah nbc cnn and all these other mainstream medias oh yeah i do believe that we are making traction
2: there and we are making ground there. We see many more gay characters in like
1: TV shows, yeah, and in TV
2: shows and movies than we would had growing up. Because yeah, going back, definitely the only colorful representation of the LGBTQ community that I had growing up was my aunts. It was the people you knew. And if you didn't know anybody, you had no exposure. And I did not even realize that was was exposure until I was well over 15, 16 years old. Absolutely.
1: I do feel I feel like the queer community it's making progress with representation i feel like it could be a lot better than it is because there's always like the gay couple or the lesbian couple but they don't talk about bisexuals pansexuals asexuals i feel like we could be more widely represented because they are showing us and i'm so happy for that progress but i feel like they could be more equally represented of each different subcategory for the lgbtq plus community so
0: to kind of like wrap things up,
2: let's leave a question on the audience, but what does the word discrimination mean to everyone? Because I feel like everyone has faced discrimination, and I think that's a good question just to leave the audience to think about for the next week. So discrimination to me
0: means that if I wanted to wear a gorgeous gown and a pair of heels and a wig in a full face of makeup into my local Walmart, I know I would face discrimination. So discrimination to me is a group of people or a individual person who is hating on somebody
2: for solely doing what they want to do. For something that they view as different.
1: I feel like discrimination for me is passing judgment onto someone without a proper basis. To purposely like go out of your way to be like, you're different and I don't like it. Yeah. And I think... Karens. Well, that's a whole... We could do a whole episode on Karens. Um, (laughs) This is true. I feel like, you know, people that discriminate against others, whether it be in the LGBTQ plus community or any other community out there, can be very close-minded. So whenever I hear, you know, discrimination, I think, well, you're just close-minded.
0: Okay, what did um, Pocahontas say in her song, Colors of the Wind? Honestly, when... She said, "The you think that the only people who are people are people who look like you, look and think like you." Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like Thank that's you for that. very true.
0: And that that to me is what discrimination
1: is. Yeah, that puts it perfectly. Some honestly. people
0: think
2: the only people who are people are the people who think and look like you. Absolutely, and I feel like discrimination will is it's most definitely here to stay. There will never not be discrimination no. in this world. No, but. It's about how the world handles its discrimination and how you carry yourself, even though there are others out there who will always put you down. Right. What
0: a fabulous first episode. We have touched on some topics that I feel like can inspire and help somebody throughout all the trials and tribulations in their lives. So thank you all for tuning in to Gayology. This is Luke. Ash. And Jay.
1: And we will see you next week.